to episode 5 of the Healthy Menu Podcast. I'm Karan and I'll be your host for the show. Today we're speaking with Marketing and Design Manager of Menusano, Christine Billinger, around the upcoming changes in legislation for nutrition labels and why they're important. So the Food and Drug Administration's legislation cites that manufacturers with $10 million or more in annual sales must switch to the new label by January 1st, 2020. Manufacturers with less than $10 million in annual food sales have until January 1st, 2021 to comply. And over here in Canada, regulated parties have until December 14th, 2021 to adhere to this new legislation. So there's still a bit of time, but now more than ever, if you are a food manufacturer, it's incredibly important to start considering changing your nutrition facts labels. So for this episode, Christine's gonna offer us her thoughts on the topic, and we're gonna discuss its importance in this episode. So we have with us here Christine Belinger, Design and Marketing Manager for Menusano. Christine, thank you so much for joining us once again. Thank you for having me. So Christine, why don't you tell us about kind of the new nutrition facts labels that are kind of coming into play. Would you say this change in legislation is is limiting to to food manufacturers? Um, I would say it's a little bit of yes and no. Um, So for um, the the changes, I mean, they were announced um, both in Canada and the US in 2016. So there's been there's been quite a few years of ramp up um, for food manufacturers to to make all the changes. Mm. Um, And, you know, it's a bit of a a bit of a hassle for them, for sure. There's a lot of, uh, you know, increased costs as a result. Um, So, you know, there's a lot of changing to packaging and advertising that are going to have to happen as well. Hmm. Um, so it's it's a bit of a challenge like for food manufacturers um, because of the, the changes in the, the serving sizes. So a lot of them will see like their calories like increasing. Um, so they're going to have to come up with, with ways to to uh work around that right for sure so there you know it is a bit of a challenge for for food manufacturers um so on the flip side some people might say that you know it's not limiting enough so say for example on the new nutrition fact labels uh, they have to declare added sugars in the case of the u.s um but you know there's still no legislation that says how much sugar they can add in a product right right they can still add as much as they want mm. um so some people you know would say that in, in that regards, it's not very limiting. Mm. But with the new, you know, health conscious consumer that we're that we're seeing, you know, that they're going to be looking at those added sugars. Mm. So, you know, it, it may be a time for a lot of food manufacturers to readjust their, right. their strategy on how they're how they're making foods. Right. So it's almost like the idea of, I don't know, let's say if you looked at a, a can of Coca-Cola, you, you see how many teaspoons of sugar in it, or you see how many grams of sugar is in it. Mm-hmm. It makes you second guess of do I really need to have this much sugar at, at one at one time so yes exactly it's, yeah it's definitely I guess it's uh, it's an important thing so I mean I it's, it's from a food manufacturer's perspective and I guess uh, a societal perspective kind of why would you say this change is important um, well the, the change in the labels is is quite important um, so as we know uh, there is a, a definite link between diet and chronic illness mm. um, so our, our populations um, need to eat better um, to, to be healthier. So this is one of the, the main reasons why it's important. And so the, the new labels are designed to ensure that consumers have access to the information that they need to make informed decisions. Right, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and and as I, as I mentioned, it's it's based on scientific information. So mm. it's it, it's looked at the link between diet and chronic diseases such as obesity, heart mm. disease, and type two diabetes. So it's not just arbitrary kind of information that they've just taken out of the air. And it's not they haven't just it's, it 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 comes from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess from that, what why what is that the reason the change occurred in the first place? Was it kind of public health? What was what was the yeah. Um, essentially, the, the governments are trying to reduce the health care bill. Mm. So we can say like the, the economic burden of obesity in Canada alone is around $7 billion a year. Mm. Um, and in the case of the U.S., it's, it's significantly higher. And interestingly, um, some U.S. researchers um, used a computer model which predicted that providing additional nutrition information on labels could prevent more than... Uh, 350,000 cases of heart disease and nearly 600,000 cases of type 2 diabetes over the next two decades. Mm. Uh, so, you know, so so the the forecast, you know, is pretty significant yeah. in, in um, how much, you know, it can help people. So it's, it, it seems like it's kind of on the rise, isn't it, really? And it doesn't, it doesn't seem to be slowing down. So I suppose it makes sense why kind of these changes are coming into effect. Mm-hmm. But I guess that kind of brings me to, um, I guess, the consumer, right? Like, obviously, it has an impact on businesses. But how much of an impact do you think this is going to have for, for consumers? Um, well, it'll be pretty big, I think. The, the label is, you know, the, is to, the whole point of the label redesign is to make it easier for consumers to make better choices. Right. Um, so, for example... The, the calories and serving sizes are going to stand out a lot more on the mm. new labels. Um, so, it, you know, it's a lot, it's, it's much easier to see than when it's a smaller print. Right. Um, so the, one of the big changes is uh, serving sizes, which has always been a bit misleading on nutrition labels. Mm. So on the new label, serving sizes will be based on the amounts of foods and beverages that people are actually eating, okay. um, not what they should be eating. Right, so, yeah. for example, the reference amount used for a serving of ice cream was previously half a cup. But this, now this is changing to two-thirds of a cup. And for soda, it's changing from 8 ounces to 12 ounces. So this is more accurate to what people will actually consume in a sitting. Um, so again, on the labels, the calories you know, are, are going to naturally be higher. Um, and so for some companies, say, such as Pepsi, you know, now they've come out with like a mini can mm. so that they can still have a nutrition label right. that still has, you know, more lower calories. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's smaller serving size. Smart. So it, it, it's almost as though, so, you know, I know for myself, I'm kind of always conscious of kind of what I'm consuming and it, having the this idea of a kind of a refined nutrition fact label sounds like it's going to be a definitely a good idea for kind of especially the the, the nutrition savvy consumer right that we're, mm-hmm. we're constantly trying to find ways of eating healthier and eating cleaner and i suppose especially from a food manufacturer's perspective it, it's going to do wonders um it sounds like uh, so i guess from uh, from that do you think d- does do you think knowing what's in our food affect our choices from a nutrition standpoint um, yeah, no, that's that's a really good question. Um, so we know there's a, a growing demographic of um, health conscious consumers. So those people are obviously very interested uh, mm. in knowing this information, and it does very much impact their their buying decisions. Um, and then we have also, you know, a, a population of people um, if they do have health issues that they do need to eat a certain way in order to manage a right. disease. Um, so obviously, for those people, this nutrition is also very, very important. Um, 
you know, there's always going to be um, consumers who are going to treat themselves right. to an unhealthy food yep. um, as well. Uh, it, it's a bit too soon to see if the new label format will be uh, more effective. Right? Mm. Obviously, we need time to do research, um, which you know just hasn't been there been there yet. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's you know definitely a step in the right direction towards educating consumers. Uh, and it's funny, can you mention educating consumers, but how do we kind of educate the food manufacturers? Like, obviously, they've, they've got their own research and things like that, but in terms of adhering to these this new legislation, like, how can they how can they do that? Like what, what steps can they take to kind of make sure that they, they're adhering to the, the legislation? Um, yeah, the, be- the best thing to do is to, to visit the government websites. Um, so you either, if you're in the SCB, go on the FDA website mm. or the Canadian government website. Mm. Um, and, you know, and they, they list out pretty well um, exactly you know, how, to, how to follow, the, how to comply with the new regulations. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Christine, thank you so much for joining us again on the Healthy Menu podcast. It's been a treat. Uh, and uh, I thank you for your time today. Thank you very much for having me. So that was the episode. If you enjoyed that and you want to know more about what we discussed, we've left some links around the talking points in the description of this podcast. And you can also find more information on the Menusano blog, which you can also find in the description of this podcast. Don't forget, you can find us across a number of platforms such as Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Again, the links are in the description. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. 